thank you for organizing this. Uh, I'm at the end of, uh, almost at the end of a tour. So, so this is sort of uh, towards the end of my trip, also an evening to relax and be with friends and be very casual and informal. Uh, one of the rare occasions I can sit and talk. Uh, so I, my background is uh, <clears throat> very westernized in formal education. Like many of us, went through a convent education and uh, St. Columbus School here in Delhi and then St. Stephen's College. And a lot of my ex-Stephanian friends and ex-Columbus uh, uh, friends uh, want to, they wonder what happened to me because I turned out to be different. Uh, and I'll tell you a little bit about what happened to me. I was at one time, uh, before my transformation, I, I had 20 companies I'd started. After my management consulting, I, you know, some, when you're a consultant, one of the frustrations is that you think your ideas are great and the client is paying you a lot of money, but then he may or may not implement. And so some of, sometime I decided I'll just implement my own ideas. AT&T actually funded me uh, for a project that they later wished they had done. But they funded me to do it, so I started my venture with their money. This is before venture capital in this area was popular. So it became a big success. So then I uh, uh, left in 94 because I had some spiritual transformation, which is a very personal kind of a thing. And I decided to leave all this and start my own foundation and decided I'll give it back to society and discover and explore and research. So I became a researcher, writer, public speaker. That's what I do full time. It's not a hobby. What I do is not a hobby. Uh, it's not something on the side, but this is all I do. And the topic of my work is about Indian civilization. Uh, Indian civilization, its place in the world, uh, what, where it's misrepresented, where it's properly represented. And the issues are not only in the West, issues are also in India. A lot of uh, uh, people in India are also alienated or partially alienated or confused. And to some extent, it's because the education system was colonial and we all learned a certain way, except for the things we learn at home or in our own community. Much of what we are taught in the schools and so on is not our traditional view of things. So I wanted to go back and reconnect with traditional experts and learn for myself and then be able to expound on it publicly. Uh, that's what I do. And my foundation has given a lot of grants to other people. We used to give grants that I started, I, I ended that part of the project and started doing the work myself. So that's what I've done for the last 15 years is just my own research and articulation. Now, um, I think we'll get into a, conf in a, into a conversation about what are some of the uh, reasons I feel the uh, corporate sector needs to be interested in Indian civilization. Because we all have a private life, we may be practicing something. And I'm going to argue that that's fine, that's great, we should have that. But there is also a good case for bringing this out in a social, public kind of a way. Uh, before I do that, I just want you to know that there are three main constituencies that I talk to, that I get traction from. And I would like the fourth one to be the corporate sector. Uh, I've talked to YPO in Chennai, very big success in, in uh, Calcutta also, and various other one-off events here and there, CII in Delhi, 
had me deliver a distinguished lecture. But in terms of real solid traction, the three sectors are one is uh, students, students in IIT Bombay, IIT Madras, Indian Institute of Science, these kind of very prestigious institutions, JNU, Delhi University. The crowds are becoming more and more, the invites are getting stronger, there's more than I can possibly give, give to them. Even though I come four times a year, I just cannot deliver that much uh, as the demand calls for. Uh, but it indicates that things have really changed in, in recent years. Previously, people were not that interested, but right now the young people are very interested. And they come to me saying, you know, our parents didn't teach these things. We need to know. Uh, our, our teachers are alienated from culture. They, they are too much to the left wing. So that's created this demand. The second group are ashrams, gurus, swamis, the you know, spiritual side. Uh, Sri Sri Ravi Shankar launched my book in, Bang, in, uh, uh, in his ashram in Bangalore just a few weeks ago with Chinmaya Mission, uh, Mata Amritanand Mai's uh, University, Ramakrishna Mission. These are some of the places that have hosted me over the years. Uh, and then the third, and, and in that situation, I'm not teaching them Hinduism because they know they know what they need to know. But there is an aspect on how you project your identity outside, how you answer questions, how you handle embarrassing situations, how you negotiate your identity, you know, uh, how do you respond to all the stereotypes. That's where our, their members feel that, that their teachings are inadequate. And so I'm brought in usually by the young members telling their gurus saying, Call him because he can answer our questions. So everywhere I go in these organizations, it's the, it's the inner circle of Sri Sri, for example, who are very connected with me, and they ask Sri Sri, you please invite him again. So I keep going back. That's the, uh, the gap I fill. That's the gap I fill. And the third is civic society and political type of uh, groups. Uh, tomorrow I go to the BJP headquarters to, uh, for, for talk. A lot of the Sangh-related talk people have invited me. But I want to be clear, I'm not a part of any political group. I'm not a member. And I go because they invite me. So if the Congress invited me, I'd be happy to go. If uh, CPM invited me, I'd be happy to go. Because I'm, I'm an author looking for audiences. And whoever gives me an audience, I'll go. So they happen to invite me, so that's why I go. And these are the three constituencies. My uh, sense is that in India there is about 25% of extreme sides. 25% who are very, very solidly Hindu, Dharmic, Vedic practitioners who are not afraid to project this identity, who are very sort of uh, sure and rooted about this identity. We may say there's 80% Hindus, but I think there's about 25% who are assertive Hindus in, in that sense. Then at the opposite end, there are 25% who are certainly opposed to this. They could be leftists, they could be something else, but they have very serious problems, and that's the opposite camp. My interest is the 50% middle who are confused, who are vacillating, who are open-minded, who may have a certain private uh, conviction, but don't want, uh, who may not even be that sure. That is my uh, target. When I write, I write for really those people to clarify things. And their reference point is the global, western, westernized, anglicized 
your discourse. And so I write in terms of that. I write uh, using a lot of uh, metaphors and idioms that they would feel comfortable in. I'm writing for the English readership. So that's, in a nutshell, what I do. So now, let's hear some 